Welcome to Third Republic's Women in Tech podcast. As part of the series, we'll be interviewing community leaders, experienced professionals and influential individuals around their experiences of pursuing a career in tech, as well as addressing what businesses and communities can do to encourage more women into the technology industry and informing the community by promoting awareness and creating more opportunities. We believe that most businesses understand that having a diverse workforce and leadership team that reflects its customer base will be more successful in delivering new and innovative products and solutions. And with the help of our inspirational speakers taking part in the Women in Tech podcast, we hope to play a part in making technology a more attractive and inclusive working environment for all. In this episode, we sit down with Oksana Karitonova, Site Reliability Engineer at Cloudfare Inc. Thank you for, you know, joining me on the Women in Tech Q&A series. If you could maybe just talk a bit about, you know, your experience and kind of introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll go straight into the questions. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm Oksana. I work uh, as site reliability, uh, reliability engineer in Cloudflare. I have been working in tech industry for more than 10 years, started as software engineer and switched to site real, uh, reliability engineer. Currently, I live in London, but during my experience, I changed uh, several countries, <laughs> several companies from startup to big companies. I mean, you kind of touched on it there that you've, you know, worked in the industry for a while and you've changed to, you know, you've worked in different companies and things like that. How do you keep up with the latest tech trends? Honestly, I still feel like I'm catching up <laughs> <laughs> and out of date all the time because it's so difficult to follow the last uh, technologies because there's so many areas we have recently have new languages which were introduction if we for example golang or rust the language is quite new and uh, languages have their own libraries also we have different uh, technologies like uh, different database there's hundreds, I think, <laughs> not hundreds, yeah. but quite a lot. Um, we have ClickHouse, we have uh, different types of K-values, and it's very difficult to follow all of them. I think mostly you need to choose that task. For example, if I work currently uh, on ClickHouse and uh, I will make come compare i will compare the clickhouse with other database uh, but from the perspective of my task from what i try to solve also it's um my colleagues they they bring something to me and in pandemic it's kind of difficult uh, to keep the communication between colleagues because uh, in the previous, I remember I just uh, go in the kitchen, in, in the office, grab coffee, and we started conversation about from, from anything. And usually about 90% it was about technologies, what is uh, new technologies, some different um, libraries. Uh, I don't know, a lot. Of but now no one do it uh, you just if you have question you go to the chat and you ask question 
directly um, connect to your work. So it's slightly changed. Yeah, I guess you kind of miss that, you know, physical interaction, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you kind of like, you kind of touched on it there, how the pandemic has changed, how you're like communicating with your network and your colleagues. But how do you think, like in your personal experience, how has the pandemic changed how you work? And as a result of how, you know, uh, how this shift has occurred, do you notice any particular advantages or maybe disadvantages of this shift in working environment? Yeah, there are definitely some advantages and disadvantages. Uh, advantages that uh, I have more time and uh, I spend this time for reading. I read a lot. The last year I just read tons of literature and uh, I started doing more sport, more physical exercise. And uh, I think I even more productive at work in some kind, if you need, for example, if you need to make research or read documentation. And if you work in open space, there, there always will be some communication around you and it's more difficult to concentrate. Mm -hmm. If you're at home alone, you can do it better. But there are also some disadvantages. It's like coffee time with your colleagues and it's big lack of communication because previously, you can just pop up to the person and ask a question. And the question could be open question, just start a conversation. How does it work, for example? And your colleague, he, she will be go deeply and deeply and you can narrow your question and you will have more knowledge. But now because you ask most of the question through the chat, you need to be very narrow about the question because I noticed if I start ask open question, my colleagues starting to answer totally different uh, um, <laughs> things. And finally, they got just overwhelmed with my questions and the conversation absolutely lost. So I just try to ask as narrow, as dark a question as I can. And for example, in my previous company, when I work in the Netherlands, we even had a guide. It was before pandemic, but we had a guide where it was written that never write message on the chat like, hi, Tom, enter. And after another sentence, enter. So you need to write the paragraph <laughs> because the person stopped working and will stay wait for, for the next question. Why, why did you come to him or uh, to her or she, uh, to her or she and uh, uh, disturb the work? So I try to be very direct in my question, very narrow. It uh, must be one one two sentences and um, it's kind of disadvantages for me yeah so you, i guess you have to be like really direct when you're asking questions about you know what you're working on and stuff so that you can get that answer you have experience in multiple different coding languages Do, are there any like top tips that you can give us for others who are looking to learn a new language Oh, <laughs> it, it was different all the time. I think there is no one answer because the first time when I switched uh, the language, so I was working as PHP developer. It was my first language and uh, I was interested in Python. 
I worked in one company which used both of the languages and uh, I asked to switch the team and uh, I learned Python from my colleagues. I picked up the books uh, which they advised me and uh, read their code and uh, got uh, was getting comments on, uh, in my pull request. So I, I learned from my colleagues. With Golang, after Python, after working several years with Python, I wanted to uh, switch on Golang, fully switched, and uh, it was totally different approach. So I worked in another company and they didn't have experience in Golang. They didn't have pr any project written in Golang. And I just started one and it was totally my journey. So. Mm. I uh, picked up some uh, books, some lectures on the internet. I, I remember that I read a lot of open source repositories because I needed to understand structure of the project. I needed to understand, understand approach because Python and Golan, for example, they're very different in, in uh, approach to the language uh, object. We see interface and other kind of things. I was, uh, I tried to understand everything from, from the internet and uh, it was good experience too, but uh, probably it was a little bit scary at, yeah. at the beginning because you need to do your own by your own uh by yourself you've just talked about how when you moved to learn golang you know there there was no one in your company that you could ask kind of you know have as a reference point do you have any advice for someone who's in the same position and doesn't have any uh, colleagues that they can go to on how they could potentially find people, you know, how could they expand their network, I guess, to find people who work in the area that they're trying to learn? Yeah, I think you have a lot of information on the internet and there are also a lot of meetups group and you can join uh, some groups on Telegram or come to meetup online or in person, you can uh, establish some connection. Um, I think people in tech industry, they're very open and they're very welcome to answer your questions. You might have uh, mentioned this already, but what was it that kind of like inspired you to learn these new coding languages? I think it was just just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Linus Sturrods uh, ha has a book. It's uh, also called Just for Fun. He wrote Linus just for fun because he he was enjoyed it. And for me, it just was like uh, I knew a lot of about, about Python and uh, got bored a little bit and i just wanted new challenge yeah oh <laughs> that's great another language yeah i mean why not right yeah <laughs> so like moving on slightly then um in your experience you know in the tech industry do you feel that like women in tech careers potentially face barriers that you know that aren't faced by their male counterparts and, you know, if that's true, is there any particular challenges that you've faced? Um, there is no one answer because it changed over the years and uh, countries which in I, I have lived. Mm -hmm. I started my path 
Uh, about 12 years ago, I was born in Central Asia, in Kyrgyzstan. I graduated university there, worked a couple of years there. And at those time, I never had this thought and I never was asked question about women in tech industry and about any challenges. I had several girls in my university group and we had several female professors as well. And my, I, I, it's difficult for me to uh, find the answer why it was different at those times, probably in my hometown, the percent between male uh, men and women in industry uh, wasn't so sharp or probably different time. But after I moved to Moscow and it was the first time when I was asked the question during the interview, why did you choose uh, why did you choose tech industry because you are a woman and for me it was kind of shocked because i wasn't yeah. prepared for this question it was <laughs> when you you just you didn't have this question before for me it was like obvious why not <laughs> yeah yeah exactly if you weren't thinking about it before i guess it's it is a bit of a shock for someone just to suddenly ask you like why have you chosen why have you chosen this career yeah right <laughs> and uh it wasn't just one case i uh, got this question again and again uh, in half of the interview and my first days in company always i got more intention uh, and it was kind of uncomfortable People didn't try to offend me, but this, um, you know, when you feel different, it's uh, difficult psychologically. Just let yourself, uh, just be yourself because everyone thinks that you are different. And for me, it was more psychological problem. And now, uh, after I moved to the Netherlands, lived there for a while, moved to London, and now I feel more support for women in industry. It's not like your, uh, your voice or what, but there are a lot of support. But I, I, I hope in the future we will come to some balance when we don't uh, distinct between men and women because sometimes it could be unbalanced in one or another side. I, mm. I also can't agree that uh, it's fair, according to men, that women have a lot of support currently, but they don't. <laughs> I guess, like, it's, you know, it might be that at the moment women need that extra support so that we can get to a place where it is, you know, there is no imbalance in gender in the industry and diversity in the industry. And then once it gets to that kind of place, then, you know, hopefully everyone can have equal support in their career in tech. It's interesting that, you know, depending on where you've, where you live, I guess, in the world, there's this dis different perception because it was kind of like, there was no perception of like gender and representation, you know, when you first began in your career. And then as you moved, it kind of became, you became more aware that people were focusing on it do you get I guess do you have any kind of idea like why that might be the case maybe because uh, maybe because uh, it, it became more popular and the um, 
percent between men and women. Uh, it's sharp currently. And uh, honestly, I also still feel some psychological problem because we don't have a lot of women in a top position. And it's like you don't have a lot of good uh, uh, examples and uh, it's difficult yourself to uh, to uh, to permit yourself to be in this position because you don't have an example yeah a lot of the women that we talk to as part of this um series do actually highlight the kind of importance and the impact that role models have in order to increase representation of diversity in the industry and then encourage that future pipeline of like women and uh, into into a career in tech so yeah that's definitely key and I think encouraging more women to take up careers in tech is part of the challenge when we talk about diversity in the industry so I was wondering if maybe you could discuss you know what it was that encouraged you to pursue a career in tech <laughs> I, I can't say that it was very deliberate decision because <laughs> in my 17 <laughs> I, I had uh, a classical path so I graduated school and after school, I went to the university and my specialization was computer science. But choosing the specialization uh, in the university, it was done by elimination. Like I, I didn't like economics. Uh, <laughs> I was to be a doctor. <laughs> and I ended up in IT. But uh, I need to admit that um, during two years, I attended courses outside of school, IT courses, and we studied Quick uh, Basic and Pascal. And I also had uh, a female teacher, and she was really, really good engineer. And uh, I enjoyed during these two years. And uh, I think this was... Um, what pushed me to make this decision. And so I guess like the final question of the Q&A, what do you think is the, the best thing about working in the tech industry? It's fun, it's challenging, it's uh, your brain, you need always uh, keep your brain sharp, you need to learn a lot of things. It's never get boring and you can switch between technologies, you can switch between projects, you meet a lot of um, interesting people and of course it's allowed me to travel around the world because yeah. i was born in asia moved to russia moved, lived in the netherlands and now in in london i i'm not sure any other specialization can give you this opportunity and it also you know it's a situation uh, it it taught me how to learn other things for example um I, I'm not sure if I wouldn't a developer because I needed to learn a lot of things uh, by my own. I would learn English because I never had uh, an English teacher and uh, I learned myself mm -hmm. and uh, it was like, okay, if I can do this, it means I can do another things. And uh, I apply the same approach to other things. For now, I'm curious in economics and uh, I just collected tons of the books, courses on the internet, <laughs> just watching them, and uh, it works perfectly. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking part in the 